You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hello, Giants fans, and welcome to a new edition of the Valentine's News Podcast here on Big Blue View Radio. I'm your host, Ed Valentine of Big Blue View, and we're coming to you on Friday, the day after the Giants introduced Joe Judge in a press conference where the Giants' new head coach was very, very impressive, very forceful, had seemingly a lot of great ideas for how to get the Giants turned around and left a very optimistic impression, very good first impression. If you want to say that Judge won the press conference, he certainly did that on Thursday. And here to uh, to help me break down some of what we heard, some of what we might see going forward, is good friend Patricia Trena of the Giants Maven and Locked On Giants. Patty, have, have you recovered from a, a whirlwind Thursday? Uh, yeah, a good night's rest certainly does a person well. And, uh, you know, I went back and I looked at all the stuff and I, I I think on my show, uh, you were on my show earlier before we recorded this one. I think I said, I wrote five different things. I actually wrote seven different stories because I had to throw two, you know, in another direction. Uh, I did cutups for, for Google news. I did, you know, a, a quick pod. So I did a lot of work on it and, and I just feel like, wow, you know, there was just so much to unpack and I hope I did justice to everything. Oh, you're bragging, Patty. You're bragging. <laughs> no, we were, we were buddies yesterday. We sat next to each other in the workroom. We sat next to each other in the, uh, during the the media press conference, and I know that that both of us came away impressed by what we heard for you. I mean, before we get into some specifics, just an overall question: When you think about Judge yesterday, what was the thing that that impressed you the most as you listened to him speak? I think he was believable and sincere. That was the, the the grand takeaway I had. You know, sometimes coaches will get up there and they'll give you this rah-rah speech. Oh, we're going to do this. We're going to do that. We're going to do that. He, he talked about the type of team that he wants to have. But more importantly, he talked about how they are, are going to get there. And he also would go on to further supplement that by saying, you know, how he, you know, what kind of plan he had to get there. So just a lot of different layers in the things he had to say, which were very impressive. And I don't know that there was a person in that room yesterday that wasn't ready to, to, to run through a brick wall after, you know, he finished speaking. I know that we heard, you know, before yesterday, we heard that, that judge could command a room and we heard him talk about years of having, you know, stood in front of a room and, and, 
and talk to the whole roster. And I think he obviously, obviously proved that on yesterday, that he can command a room because he had everyone's attention. One of the things that that I think is really interesting with Joe Judge is the fact that he's been trained by Nick Saban and by Bill Belichick. And yet, we also know that the, the Belichick coaching tree has been a mixed bag. And I think what left me optimistic about the possibility that that Judge will wind up on the good side of the ledger when we think about coaches who have succeeded or failed, you know, coming out of, of that coaching tree, is the fact that he was very emphatic about not being Bill Belichick, about not being Nick Saban, about taking what he's learned and doing things his way. Um, did did you uh, did you come away with the same feeling, Patty? Absolutely. And I think it's important that he not try to be Bill Belichick or, or Nick Saban. He has to be himself. Now, there's not that's not to say that he can't take, you know, things that he learned from the two men and incorporate them into how he does things. But Joe Judge has to be Joe Judge. He can't be either of those two guys. He can't be Tom Coughlin. He's got to bring a fresh perspective and, and earn his his uh, his keep, so to speak. I also thought, you know, in talking to to John Mary yesterday, and even in talking to to Dave Gettleman, there's a little bit of an element with both of those guys that, you know, the league is a little bit surprised that Joe Judge at 38 in his first interview for an NFL job is already an NFL head coach. I got the impression, you know, from both Mara and Gettleman yesterday that they're both surprised as well that that Judge ended up being the guy that more or less knocked their socks off and and convinced them you know that he had to be the guy did did you another another uh, question here Patty again did you kind of get the same idea Yeah I did I mean you know listen we've heard John Mara say this before you know getting an all enthusiastic about a head coaching hire and that's what he's supposed to do but there was just something about this particular uh instance where you know I just think the body language kind of backed up the words, whereas, you know, I, I go back and I, and I started to kind of look at some of the, the previous pressers that they had for Shermer, that they had for, uh, for McAdoo, and to me, the body language matches the enthusiasm that was conveyed in the words. Yeah, I thought there was, you know, in addition to the fact that the Giants seemed to to kind of go all out yesterday, I mean, there were... There were all of the the banners around the stadium were all lit up with you know welcome coach judge and the Giants did the press conference in one of, in the coaches club in the stadium rather than doing it in their in their own facility you know it it felt different it felt like you know obviously each coaching change feels like a new start but but this one felt different to me. Yeah, it, it did. And, you know, I don't know exactly what it was, you know, maybe because Judge is, is this is his first head coaching job, uh, maybe because he comes from, you know, the Patriots and they have this mystique about him. I, I'm not sure exactly what it is, but I, I can say that it was something that just left you feeling hopeful that, you know, the, 
I, I can't explain. It, it could just be, okay, we're in the honeymoon phase right now. Let, yesterday or Thursday was the the uh, the wedding reception, if you will, and now the honeymoon begins. But you just, when you talk to Judge, and we all talked to him even after the presser out in the hallway uh, when they had breakouts, you, you just, he, he just dripped of sincerity and uh, confidence, but not a cockiness like, say, a McAdoo, for example. Agreed, Patty. All right, let's take a quick break here for a word from our sponsors. Then I want to come back and continue talking with Patty. Try to spin this forward a little bit to uh, to the roster building and, and to a few other things that we might see going forward. All right, Giants fans, we're back here on the Valentine's Views podcast. Ed Valentine talking with Patricia Trena about the very impressive introductory press conference held for Joe Judge on Thursday. Patty, one of the things that I really want to get into is a little bit of the Judge philosophy and a little bit about how I was sort of amazed in in the way that it all worked out, in how this dovetails with the way that Dave Gettleman sees the football world. I wrote about that this morning at, at Big Blue View, how you know Gettleman's going to be 69 years old in a month. You know He's considered a dinosaur by a lot of people around the NFL. And yet here you have this 38-year-old first-time interviewee for an NFL head coaching job He'll be the only head coach in the NFL, you know, starting the 2020 season, who has never coached a game as the head coach at the college or NFL level. And yet these two guys, in some ways, philosophically seem like clones. And and it just kind of it just kind of made me chuckle. And, you know, and, and it in the long run, I think it's a really good thing. Yeah, I think it is too. When you have polar opposites, and again, we saw that in the latter stages of the Tom Coughlin era, you're not going to get much done. You're going to have strife. It's going to carry down, you know, to the locker room. It's it's just it's not a good setup. So I was kind of glad to see that. You know, Gettleman. You know, people are going to going to say what they want about Gettleman and think what they want, and they're certainly entitled. But, you know, Gettleman is, I don't think it's this, this big ogre that some people make him out to be. And I'm not just saying that, you know, and I know people are going to say, oh, there goes the shill. No, I'm not saying that. I'm giving you my honest opinion. I'm not saying Gettleman is perfect, but I don't think he's this big ogre. I think legitimately and deep down inside, he wants to win because, look, it's his legacy. If he puts together, you know, a bad football program and doesn't get this straightened out, he, it's going to go on his name. So to work and be cooperative and collaborative with the head coach is important. And I think, you know, it's nice that Gettleman, you know, who, if you remember a couple of years ago said, well, look at my resume. He was referencing, you know, taking, you know, the, the Panthers that went to the Super Bowl. He's humbled himself. And that to me was a step in the right direction. You know, it's interesting that, that you mentioned that, Patty, because there was one point yesterday when Gettleman was speaking to reporters where I know that the the off the cuff the 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 sort of jovial friendly Gettleman 
was ready to make sort of a throwaway joke. And I think a year ago he probably would have done that. And I don't know exactly what he would have said, but he stopped himself and he said, I'm not going to give you that throwaway one-liner. Yeah. And, and that, to me, was an indication that that he is a little bit different, that, you know, that he has... And there were a couple of times, but you know, when when I thought he was a little different in his approach with the media, that for me was the biggest one. Yeah, I agree. I think you know, look, he's been burned, you know, a few times. He, he Gettleman has always been, and, and I go back to when he was, you know, working under Reese, uh, or, or actually under Acorsi. I'm sorry, and I remember him being, you know, jovial with the throwaway lines and 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 you know the 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 familiar language and and, and you know, look, some people take it. You know, they get offended by it. I never did because that's that was his personality. I never had a problem with it. And I just think that after getting torched the way he has been in the media, Gettleman is now t- being a little bit more cautious in what he says. And, you know, why why give people something to, to you know, roast him about? And, you know, I get it. I get it. Look, he got roasted once before. You know, he had to eat a, a nice helping of crow because people threw stuff back in his face. And, and you know, you can't have an ego in this job. And I think that was one of the mistakes Gettleman had is that, you know, he, he boasted about his resume and why he was the right man for the job and so on and so forth. And this is, you know... It's a fundamental fundamental mistake that Gettleman made. It's a what have you done for me lately business. Winning a Super Bowl or getting to a Super Bowl two or three years ago means nothing if the team you were putting together today only has won four games in a season. And I think he learned that lesson. I do too, Patty. I think we heard that from him yesterday. And And, you know, when you think about going forward and building this Giants roster – you know, I don't think we're going to see the sort of teardown that we saw the first two years, you know, with Pat Shermer. I think we're going to see something that's a little more, let's pick up where we are and, and try to go forward, try to supplement. One of the things that was really, as we talk about philosophies meshing and, and all of that, one of the things that was interesting is how both Gettleman and Judge talked about personnel how they both talked about not pigeonholing players and not looking at a guy as he's a blocking tight end or he's a cornerback or he's whatever. They both talked about looking at a player as a whole. What is his skill set? What are his physical attributes? You know, what, how smart is he? What can he do? You know, what variety of things can he do that can help a football team? So, you know, I, I was really encouraged by that, uh, just by the fact that they seem to see personnel the same way. I mean, I don't know what kind of players or who they'll bring in here in the draft, but as we talk about them meshing philosophies, uh, is that another thing that you picked up on yesterday as well? Oh, absolutely. Again, it's it's all about... <laughs> When you're building a, a team, you have to have people on the same page. Now, you're going to have differences of opinions, absolutely. I mean, that's what makes the world go round. But you don't want it to get to a point where people are now fighting with one another. And I think that's what they were kind of looking to avoid. And I, I just – you kind of get the impression – and again, it's early – 
It was technically Joe Judge's first day on the job, so we don't know how things are going to unveil. But you got the impression that in the initial meeting stages, um, they they hit it off. And and that's going to be so important moving forward. One last thing, Patty, that really impressed me was Judge in talking about assistant coaches. And it's not necessarily the teachers versus presenters, Mark remark it's the fact that he talked about tell me what a player can do not what a player can't do and and I'll be honest going all the way back to Tom Coughlin I always felt like Coughlin was resistant sometimes to using young players because of what they couldn't do and I've always thought that that was one of the things that Bill Belichick has done best is taken imperfect players figured out what they could do and, and figured out how to hide what they can't do. And and that, for me, was another really, really encouraging thing that I thought I heard Judge talk about yesterday. Yeah, I agree with that as well, Ed. They just, look, I mean, Judge is a teacher by trade. And if you think about what a good teacher does, they develop their students they they encourage them in the areas in which they are they they excel and they minimize what they don't do well and i think back to my own personal experiences growing up i mean i was not very good in math um, I got better as I went on in my education, but in, in grammar school, I was awful in math, but I was really good in English and, and writing. So I had a teacher who basically took that and fostered that and, and just kind of encouraged me in that area. Now, as I got older, obviously, I had teachers saying, look, it's not that you're bad in math. It's just you had bad teachers in math. But, you know, it's the same principle here. You have guys, you know, you have uh, rookies and, and older guys who, who sit there and think that they know what they do best and what they don't do best. But until they actually have someone believing in them or developing them, sometimes they learn something about them that they didn't realize was there before. And I think that's what Judge and his staff are going to bring out in these players. Well, Patty, you know, again, really hopeful day for the Giants on Thursday uh, just want to let people know that, you know, I thank you for doing my show. Uh, just a, a quick note that I did your show as well, folks. So make sure you check out uh, the Friday edition of Locked On Giants as well. Patty, I know that you're going to continue to churn out content about uh, about the judge hiring and about the coaching staff and, and what might be going, you know, what might be coming up next. Anything specific that you uh, you want to tell people to uh, to look for? Yeah, basically, I'm going to turn my attention to breaking down the roster. I'm going to start looking at free agency. I'm going to start looking at some draft prospects. You know, normally, I, I, I in the past, I wouldn't look at the draft until April. But you know what? I'm starting the Scouting Academy semester two in, in uh, next week, as a matter of fact. So a lot of good stuff. I think I'm, I'm picking up with the tight end evaluation. So that's going to come in, in handy. And just, you know, I'm looking forward to producing content that follows the model that they teach and, you know, sharing that with everybody. All right, Patty, thank you very much for, for spending some time with me today. Giants fans, thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.